All right, let's talk about BC's fiscal picture, or at least what we got of it yesterday from Finance Minister Carol James, who, by the way, will join us in the next hour of the show this morning to talk about that. But right now, let's talk to Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. And uh, really only one number yesterday that matters, and it was a big E, and uh, we're kind of braced for the fact that it was going to be pretty bad. Uh, wow. Yeah. $12.5 billion deficit. So that's not just the largest in provincial history in dollar terms, but it's three or four times as bad as anything BC has ever seen before in terms of a deficit. So this is, uh, this yeah. is bad. <laughs> I, I, I took a look at those charts, too, and it looks like a combination of things. It's that revenue is way down in yeah. a bunch of key areas, and as well, they're having to spend. Yeah, we're only a few weeks into the budget year, so obviously the number isn't isn't certain, and anyway, these are uncertain times. But yes, what they did was they looked at what's projected to be a bad year for the economy and then looked back at what it's likely that's likely to be on revenue and obviously they've already had to spend a lot more money than they expected on health care and relief payments and everything so yeah the deficit projection 12 and a half billion dollars about half of that is an expected hit on revenue and in going down and the other half is an expected hit on spending going up put the two together and you've got 12 and a half billion dollars and because the province doesn't have a lot of cash on hand at the moment all of that will have to be borrowed. Ooh, okay, yes. Are there any signs of hope in there, though? Well, you know, I guess the first thing I did was just hold out the old pocket calculator and said, okay, so we got this briefing from the feds last week. And, you know, Ottawa ran deficits, because the federal liberals don't seem to believe in balanced budgets. Uh, they ran deficits in good times. B.C. balanced its budget under both the NDP and uh, the New Democrats, and in fact, tried to pay off some debt. So we're in relatively a better position. If we were in the position Ottawa's in at the moment, the deficit number, big as it is, would have probably been three or four times Oof. larger. So we've got a little more room to move. We've got a fairly good credit rating. Uh, the province, the provincial debt measured as a share of the economy and all the other measures that the, revenue, the uh, credit rating agencies look at um, is not bad. And so one deficit like this, we can handle. Now, it'll still take us years to pay it off. And James was asked about that yesterday, and she said, look, it's too soon to even think about that. And that's true, right? Because, you know, among other things, what if we get a second wave in the fall? If we do, um, that may turn out to be too low a figure. Now, I also want to talk about election, because we keep hearing this word all of a sudden in the last 24 hours. So what happened? Okay, so the uh, government almost lost the vote in the House, (laughs) a close call on Monday night. Uh, Now, you know, uh, we know the balance of power in the House is pretty close anyway. It's been close since the election. But what happened was they were voting on a part of this no-fault ICBC bill that's before the House, and... uh, A recorded vote was called. This is at 6 o'clock on Monday night. And the vote was 42 for the government, 41 for the opposition. And the government went, whoa, that was close. One vote. I mean, you still win, right? But 
what happened, I gather, is that one of the new Democrats uh, was absent without leave, didn't show for the vote. That's Jenny Sims from Surrey, and uh, you can bet her name is Mud with the no uh, NDP leadership. And Andrew Weaver wasn't there. Now, uh, he's not bound to be there on every vote, and he had advised the government that he wouldn't be there to vote on the bill. So Ginny Sims is carrying it. Uh, look, uh, they could uh, lose a vote. They'd be embarrassed uh, by it. It wouldn't force an election necessarily, but it was just a little reminder that uh, the government's hold on power is relatively precarious. Of course, the other number that uh, the premier will be looking at and his advisors is um, the opinion poll, which oh, yeah. shows John Horgan, uh, if an election were called today or tomorrow, John Horgan would win a majority all on his own. So, you know, you go, well, we're not looking for an election, obviously, in the middle of a pandemic. But if we have to, um, well, we'd probably win. Yeah, that is the tricky part about all this, right? Because all of a sudden we're hearing about elections BC planning, you know, with PPE, uh, even though technically we're looking at a little bit more than a year away. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, uh, yeah, the the official date for the next election is written into law, and it's October the 16th, 2021, the fall of uh, next year. the head of elections BC, the chief electoral officer, gave a briefing to a legislature committee this spring when he was looking for more money to get ready for the next election. And, you know, he said that he had already consulted with Dr. Bonnie Henry. And she said her advice was don't hold an election if you don't need to in the middle of a pandemic because of all the physical distancing, because of the risk to campaign volunteers and electoral station workers. Uh, She said, don't do it. So the government, I mean, collectively, all the parties in the House have the advice that if uh, you shouldn't lightly head into an election. So and I think for that reason, I tend to discount the chances of a fall election, partly because of the second wave. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. I I'm not sure even the liberals would would try to force an election in this. And, and of course, they'd need help to force one. They don't have enough votes to do it by well, themselves. Also, those polls. Why would they? Yeah, exactly. So I think it's unlikely. Um, next spring is possible. And look, the if you take that advice from Dr. Henry seriously, and I think we should, which is don't hold an election if you don't have to because of the risks. Um, I can see an opening for the, you know, if the pandemic continues, God forbid, um, I could see the government when this time next year rolls around saying, hmm, do we want to, you know, maybe put this off, change the law to put the election off until the spring of 2022? I don't think that's likely, but I think, you know, if you look at the possibilities going ahead, I would say, I'm still betting on October the 16th, 2021 is the most likely date for the next provincial election. This fall is possible, but a delay is possible as well. All right. I'm going to go with what you said, though. I'm, October, I don't see any benefit to having any earlier than October of next year. No, I think, you know, the public's reaction is going to be, wait a minute, you know, we, all the stuff we're, we're dealing with yeah. this year, why do we need an election? <laughs> exactly. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Sim. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun there. If you want to weigh in, send me at cknw.com.